Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Morning After with Nicky Big J. Here we are on Friday, 7th day of February 2020. My name would be Nick. There's Big J right there. Yep. And we have made it to Friday. Big J, how was this week for you? Terrible. What happened? I don't know. Well, you have to, I mean, you immediately nah, said kidding. terrible. It was great. It was a great week. I guess we're going to have to break it down. Well, of I the mean, month so far in, in February, it's been pretty good. It's been the best week of the month? Absolutely. You hard, nailed it. Hard to argue that uh, without a doubt. But hopefully you are ready for a good weekend uh, that may or may not include Mystery Science Theater 3000 Live. That's happening on Sunday. We'll have a last pair of tickets for you to win to that show coming up with Pop Culture Smackdown. Big J will give you a life lesson. We're going to have a visit on the show from Brandon, lead singer of Crowbot, who will be in town a week from Sunday themselves at the Shredder. It'll be good to catch up with him, see what he's up to. He's on the road. So that's pretty damn awesome. And, of course, we also have a chance for you to qualify for that Valentine's Day pair of earrings, which we're going to give away a week from today, as a matter of fact, to the grand prize winner. So we want to get you qualified with the dating game that's happening around 9.15 or so. So it's a jam-packed Friday. Do you have any weekend plans? Um, now i got a live broadcast tonight, and I think I uh, just recovered from the Super Bowl last week. Wait, what? Yeah, recovered from the Super Bowl last week. I'm still hungover. I see. Still angry. Even though you didn't drink anything, you're hungover. Hungover uh, emotionally. I got home late. Did you? Yeah. Well, you know, listen, man. I go to bed at 8 o'clock. These movie nights must be tough for you, then. They huh? are. Why don't we uh, tell them? Well, I guess we don't really have a choice, do we? We don't have a choice. We can't. They won't let us watch the movie at noon. <laughs> it's a real pain, nice but whatever. Big J, but what can you do? What can you do? Uh, as a matter of fact, the j- show is so jam-packed today, we're not going to have time to talk about Birds of Prey. You're going to have to go what? check no, it out. We can talk about it. When? You want to do it in your life lesson? Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Listen, mark my words. We're going to talk about it this morning. All right. It might be when we wrap up the show. That's how shh. busy we are. But, what do you mean, shh? I was a secret. I was going to surprise you at the end. Uh, well, it's no longer a surprise. Plus, it's the only time I would really be able to fit in. That's how jam-packed we are today. But we should probably get started with some music. We'll do some important stuff. Here comes some Aerosmith. It's happening right now. It's Sweet Emotion. Uh, 100.3 The X-Rocks in the morning after with Nick and Big J. Nick and Big J. Big J, you find yourself comparing yourself, your life, your standing socially and otherwise to people online? Constantly. Yeah? You look at other radio people and go, oh man, look at how nice their lives are. Yeah. Look how much self-promotion they're doing for themselves. I should be doing that as well. Well, how come you're not? You got your own Facebook page. What's going on there? I was sarcastic. Have you been plugging yourself on your Facebook page, Big J? No. Well, why not? Because I think it's lame. I want to plug stuff that's going on around here. All right. When was the last time you made a post? Um, I think it was last week. All right. That ain't bad. About a post a week? Would you like to keep it at? Sometimes. Depends on what's going on. I try not to go on Facebook at all anymore. You hate it. It's not a very nice place. Listen, all of social media is a terrible place. Uh, you, you mean, it's not like Twitter's like this beautiful landscape. <laughs> It's filled with negativity uh, as well. It's so e- much easier to ignore everything, though, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Instagram, can... I would say. Twitter, I feel like it's it's almost worse than Facebook sometimes. Uh, but it's entirely up to you and what goes on, for sure. But 
if you are somebody that does compare yourselves to people on social media, you should probably stop that. Uh, apparently the issue is you don't actually have the information you need to really assess this person. You see, you know, listen, the people that are on social media, the version of people on social media, usually, nine times out of ten, is the best version of themselves. You understand? Yeah. They show their life highlights on social media. The not highs, their, the highs. Not their life lowlights. Correct. Nobody goes, oh man, it's terrible. Things are bad. Uh, but if you want to believe that other people are having a way better time than you, then more often you will choose to believe it. And your personal bias will simply buy into this perspective, which is terrible for your state of mind. That shouldn't surprise anybody. To avoid it, you should uh, focus on being grateful for the good things in your own life. Realize that people on social media are actually motivating you to do better yourself, and that's good. But if they're just making you resentful, then it's not doing you any good at all. And you need to reassess yourself. Be happy, right, Big J? Yeah. Be happy with what you got. Be thankful. NBA found itself in the spotlight yesterday as the trade deadline came and went. Well, a couple things happened. First of all, LeBron and Giannis picked their team members uh, last night from among the 22 players taking part in the All-Star game next weekend. Uh, Basically, it almost turned into an East-West matchup. Uh, James, I think, has the way better team. He got Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Donick, James Harden. Uh, Giannis took Joel Embiid, Pascal Saim, uh, Kemba Walker, and Trey Young. Captains also divvied up the 14 reserve players, choosing seven each. And then there were some last-minute trade deals. Uh, the Heat got Andre Iguodala. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. Grizzlies got Justice Winslow, Deion Walters. Minnesota Timberwolves got D'Angelo Russell. Andre Drummond went to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Marcus Morris and Isaiah Thomas went to the Clippers as that team got deeper. And the Wizards got Jerome Robinson and Mo Harkless. So, Mo? Yeah, you know, Mo oh, Harkless. Oh, man. So there was some movement yesterday. No real gigantic names. Probably the biggest name that got traded was D'Angelo Russell. I mean, Andre Iguodala is, a, I guess, kind of a big deal, but he hadn't played all year. So we'll see how these, team, these moves plan out for the teams that got involved. Clippers looks like they're the big winner of the bunch. Marcus Morris is probably the best player out of the group. So we'll see what ends up happening. Big J, good news. If you wanted to go to System of a Down, Corn and Faith No More, they've added a second date at Bank of California Stadium in Los Angeles. Overwhelming demand has demanded that the bands will now also perform at the venue on Saturday, May 23rd, one day after the May 22nd announcement. Helmet Russian Circles also on the second show. Tickets for both will go on sale this Friday. Concerts mark the first announced shows of 2020 for System of a Down and Faith No More. So now you have another chance to go check out that show in LA if you were thinking about making a road trip. Just gotta grab your tickets when you can. Life lesson on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Today's life lesson is uh, perspective and uh, the truth. And, and you know what? Here's the thing about this uh, life lesson is uh, that uh, you, you can see uh, from your perspective and then there's another person's perspective and you can be looking at the same thing and you both have a different opinion about that subject. Now, Somewhere in the middle is the truth, Nick, and this isn't a political uh, type of, of life lesson here, though that this left lesson could be applied to politics, but in this particular case, it's nothing that like that at all. In fact, uh, the interesting part about here, Nick, is that um, over the last week, it's been freezing cold here in the studio, mm-hmm. so much so that yesterday you wore gloves. I was freezing. Uh, and so we've 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 had a, a heat problem in the studio from time to time, 
uh, because it's kind of wonky how this place is controlled. Like uh, the the climate is actually kind of controlled, I guess, by the next studio and so forth. And um, so we were having a problem with the heat, and uh, we reach out to the people we need to reach out to, and uh, the HVAC people. Uh, they're like, well, you know, all the stuff that they're seeing is, is looks good, and they they can look at stuff because it's you know electronics, computers now they can see everything's in the green, you know, uh, everything, all the systems seem to be working. But we're like, no, it, it really is kind of cold in here. You should come check it out. So a gentleman comes in here and uh, he's like, yeah, it is cold, and, and you know, makes some adjustments and thinks he's got it figured out. And in reality, uh, that isn't the case. It's not working. And, um, and and he can't figure out what what the problem is, and, and of course we didn't have a chance to get to talk to him until uh, I think yesterday, and so we're like it's freezing in here. We he doesn't know what he's talking about, and he's like, hey, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Everything looks good. Uh, and I came in here and saw him working on the thermostat the other day, and you know I had noticed Nick that uh, you know before the salt went down, we plugged in the sign in here, mm-hmm. and so I thought, well, you know, I told the guy, I go like maybe that tripped. You know something in here because there's uh there's these um i can't think of the proper outlets yes thank you outlets power outlets and i thought maybe that tripped something in the register because it's really heat register and uh so i once again he has to come in here again and it you know sucks because you don't want to have to drag somebody out you know on a business call all the time to to get but we want to get it fixed you're in gloves for crying out loud can't have that so at the end of the day yesterday uh, our receptionist who've been working with uh, the HVAC people had mentioned something and the truth is in the middle Nick and now the the power outlet isn't what tripped this whole thing up but the sign is a neon sign it's a, one of our Coors Light it's a beautiful sign by the way that Coors Light made for us for the studio uh, it's right next to the thermostat Nick so it's producing a lot of heat heat that's telling the register that hey you know what we got pl- we're plenty warm in here we don't need any more uh, and that is kind of causing the problem. Guess what? That's really the problem in here. So I've unplugged the sign, mm-hmm. so it's not freezing in here. Uh, but you know what? That The case of the, the fact is, everything he was seeing was right. Everything we were saying was right. But the truth was in the middle, and we figured it out. It's a perspective situation. And so you have to go into life knowing that, you know what? You can look at something and have your own perspective, but somebody else can have a completely different perspective. But you're seeing the same thing. It's a bizarre world in that way sometimes and you just have to realize that other people's perspective might be different than yours and that that's okay but somewhere in the middle there is the truth of the matter and that's what you should want to try to get to is figuring out what that truth is and we did thank goodness we figured out our truth and our truth is not for you to freeze anymore and now we're warm and it feels good in our studio Everybody wins, except for the Coors Light Neon Light, which does not Well, win. yeah, we'll have to move that uh, somewhere. <laughs> We're the, it's not next to the thermostat. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your uh, life lesson here this morning on 100.3 The X-Rocks. In the news today. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. It's a fabled part of Boise history, and if you haven't lived here for a long time, maybe you're not familiar with the Boise Bomb Shelter. Are you, Big J? Uh, yeah. It's a pretty famous spot, right? How about famous? Well, I like, mean, it's it's at least, well, you've heard of it, so you, it has to be known yeah, in some particular circles. Why, ha- why have you heard about it? How about we'll start Local there? musicians. Right, because that's where they go to practice, right? Yes. And so that's kind of what it's been the last couple of years, but do you know the interesting backstory behind it? No. 
it's pretty crazy. So back in 1960, right? It's the height of the Cold War. And so what the government was trying to do was subsidize cities to make very large bomb shelters in case, you know, some sort of nuclear attack happened. There would be a place for families and people to go and maybe to start over in case civilization was going to end. This is the world we lived in in the 1960s. And so Boise was actually the first city in the United States of America that took grant money from the Federal Civil Defense Administration to build a community bomb shelter, essentially, out near the hills and a housing development called the Highlands. So they took $122,000 from the government, they built this thing, and then they sold a bunch of these rooms and these bomb shelters to families for $100. Obviously, it never came to fruition, right? Right. The Cold War ended. So what ended up happening was the Highlands Community Shelter ended up being built in 1961, and for 11 years, they waited for an attack that never came. And so in 1972, it was then sold to the Boise School District, who used it for a bunch of office and storage space. Jump ahead to 2003. 17 years ago, they decided to sell it to a private bill buyer. Uh, and he's, he bought it for $150,000. And now, Big J, he's been using it basically as a place for him to live, and then he would rent it out to bands for them to play and practice it. And now it's officially up for sale. How much do you think the Boise Bomb Shelter is going for, Big J? It's listed on Zillow. You oh, can check geez, it out for yourself. I have no idea. $2.1 million. Holy cow. That's the return of the investment the gentleman would like to get for it. Uh, it's called a technically a one-story, three-bedroom, two-bath home, but it really looks like a school, you know, inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it kind of looks like inside. Have you ever been inside it, like, to see a band practice? No, I haven't. No, me either. I think it'd be kind of pretty cool to check it out. But uh, I don't know what's being used for now, but now it's officially on sale. So if you want the property of West Curly Drive... I know Drive, a lot of the, the bands are bummed. <laughs> I'm sure. Because uh, they really liked practicing there. Yeah. It was a great place to go, but unfortunately now it's up for sale, and somebody could buy it. Maybe I mean I guess it kind of be cool to have your own like bomb shelter that you live in. I mean you know honestly I, I've always kind of uh, you know with the uh, the uh, used silos, the former silos, the bunkers, all of those things being retrofitted for residences are pretty damn cool. Yeah, I mean you you would have some work to do. It looks like on the inside of this thing, it looks always. like it's built I think, in oh, 1960. It comes in. It comes in with the territory, I think. Like, but. the bathrooms are very... It's two bathrooms. They're very large, and they have a bunch of stalls, you know? it's I mean, it's set for a community. That's what it was built. It was basically meant so that pe- a bunch of people could live there if they wanted to. Yeah, you could really extend your time of having to clean. <laughs> yes. It you would know? take forever Like, to every week, just use one stall. <laughs> uh, NBA All-Star teams are set. LeBron and Giannis picked their teams last night. For the All-Star Game and divvied it all up so you can get ready for that. The All-Star Game happening here in a couple of weeks. Some kind of big names were traded in the NBA trade deadline. Andre Iguodala went to the Heat. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. D'Angelo Russell went to the Timberwolves. Andre Drummond went from the Pistons to the Cavaliers. Marcus Morris went from the Knicks to the Clippers. Clippers also got Isaiah Thomas in the deal, so Clippers got a little bit deeper as well in the trade deadline. We'll see if it pays off for anybody. Ozzy Osbourne is holding a tattoo and listening party in 50 cities around the world on February 20th to help celebrate the release of his new album, Ordinary Man. If you're a fan and you attend events, which will take simultaneously at tattoo shops in 50 cities across the world, you'll have the opportunity to listen to the CD in advance of its release. They'll also be among the first to select from a collection of exclusive Ozzy-inspired tattoo designs. What do you think about that? Wow! Ozzy will participate in his first in-store signing in 10 years on February 21st at the Amoeba Music in California. 
Fans need to purchase the album for a chance to get the record signed. No additional items will be signed. No photos with Ozzy either, so don't even think about it. But Ozzy does love meeting his fans. He told us a while back he's never really been comfortable with the allocates he gets on a regular basis, though. I'm not very good at receiving good things said about me, you know. When I was in with Black Sabbath in the 70s, we never used to like having good reviews. They ne- and they never, ever gave us a good review. And, and we thought maybe it's because they're not giving us good reviews that the kids are going, up yours, we, we think, okay, you know. I suppose you could say we were the punks of our time, you know. It's more respectable that way, I think. As close as this thing's going to get to us is Salt Lake City. That's as close as the city that they're having. But there's not a whole hell of a lot of them in there. I mean, they're more around the world than there are in the States, if that makes sense, uh, for these listening yeah. parties for Ozzy. But you can check it out if you want to head down to Salt Lake for it. Again, it's happening on February 20th. That's when the album comes out. And so you have an opportunity Thanks for nothing, Ozzy. No, what are you going to do, man? Complain. Here's traffic. Like I was one of those Black Sabbath kids. Would you have gone if there was a listening party here in town? No. Then I rest my case. But other people might want to. <laughs> How could you care about myself, Nick? Uh, I don't know. Morning after with Nick you and son of Big a- J. We got your uh, important stuff in the can. Now we got to do We're going to hell. That's on the way. But we're going to step inside the Idaho Lottery Traffic Center. Point three, the X rocks. Guys. No. <laughs> common sense is... I think it's becoming more and more of a valuable commodity these yeah. days. You know Bring I mean? in the czar! <laughs> I mean, really. And you would think that people, really, that are this close to what we're about to talk about would know better. But they don't. HR people? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No. As we go to Indianapolis, Indiana, for our We're Going to Hell story, uh, there we are going to go to an auto garage, Big J. A group of mechanics were working on a vehicle. And they decided, you know what, whatever they had to do, they were going to have to siphon some gas out of the car. You understand? Oh, man. it's a That's a tough thing. It's not It's not fun. No. I'm going to tell you right now. No. Siphoning gas out of a, a something is not fun. I, uh, knock on wood, I've never had to do it. I've seen it done. It does not look interesting. Why did you have to do it? Uh, well, I grew up riding dirt bikes. Okay. And so, okay. I mean, it's just, you would run out of gas. I mean, it was one of those things i have done more than a couple times. Okay? So you swallowed some gas in your day, I imagine. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe a little two-stroke. Either way, it's a pain in the butt to get it. And of course, uh, they had to do a pretty good amount, and so what ended up happening was they had essentially uh, almost half of a five-gallon bucket full of gasoline, right? Yeah. And so they put it over in the garage, as they did some work on it, and then they were just like, you know, the day went on, and they were like, oh my god, all I smell is this gasoline. It's almost like giving me a headache, you know what I mean? Benzene! And so, <laughs> it's a Rammstein reference, everybody. And so, uh, one of them was like, listen, we, we have to, we have to flip the script here. I cannot, I mean, like, my eyes are blurry, I gotta change it up. And the guy's like, well, you know what, I, I think... I saw some incense in the office. You want me to maybe see if I can't change the the smell in this garage? Listen, this isn't fair. They're obviously under the influence of the... (laughs) You think they were just basically huffing the fumes for so long that it turned into dumb? I think that they weren't intending to, but I think that, yeah, they are totally high as a kite right now on gasoline fumes. And so they're like, yeah, yeah, break out that incense because I've had it up to here with this. And so, uh, sure enough, they light the incense in the garage. Guess what happens, Big J? Does it blow up? 
uh, pretty damn I mean, close. Start a fire like Napalm Death. It in there? starts a serious fire. Serious fire. Basically, uh, they, 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 the embers from the incense somehow found its way into the bucket. Gas goes up in flames. Now, uh, of course, the thing spreads pretty quickly as they try to pull it, put it out, but they end up knocking the bucket over. I mean, it's a comedy of errors, right? So the workers were able to escape unharmed, thankfully. They called 911. So firefighters from Indianapolis and Lawrence, Indiana, got there quickly. They went to work, but it still took them 40 minutes to bring the blaze under control. Uh, well over 60% of the auto shop was pretty much damaged in flames. The fire, good news, did not spread to adjoining businesses, but it's heavy, heavy, heavy damage to the auto repair shop. So now they got to figure that all out. Uh, damaged to six cars in the place as well. So it's a real mess. Real mess. So it's a reminder to all of you out there that gasoline and fire do not mix. It's not smart to keep an open, you know, container of gasoline around you in an auto shop in any way or around people because weird things can happen. And certainly, while you may not like the smell, bringing incense around it is not a smart play either. Benzene! And they learned the hard way. The hard way. Man. At, at least, least they're not all dead. I was going to say, at least everybody's okay. That's the good news. Certainly mentally not worse for wear, but they're okay physically. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. We are going to talk to Brandon from Crobot. They're coming to town next Sunday at the Shredder. We'll learn all about them, what they're up to next on the X-Rock. <laughs> That is Crowbot. That is Low Life here on 100.3 The X Rocks. The morning after with Nick and Big J. That song making its way into the top 10 nationally and the band making its way into Boise next Sunday night at the Shredder. The return of Crowbot, a uh, multiple time veteran of the Free X Show series. They're coming in to play a very affordable show at the Shredder. Throw down some cash and go check out the band. And it's an honor to welcome on to the show lead singer of the band Crowbot. His name is Brandon. How are things, man? Oh, things are great. Things are great. We're uh, stopped outside the Grand Canyon right now. Uh, sky's beautiful. It's a little chilly, but, you know, en- enough to, to give a g- good kick in the butt in, w- in this uh, this morning drive. I was going to say, it's good that you spent some time in the warmness of Arizona and too long ago because you're headed towards the uh, the cold part of the states yeah. again, and I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I think the cold has followed us from Pennsylvania this whole tour, so... <laughs> <laughs> Well, and and you've got something to uh, keep you warm too. You got some uh, uh, some Crowbot coffee, man. Yeah, we do. Um, it's just freshly hit the shelves, and uh, we're excited about it. We've been talking about it for a couple years now, and awesome to finally have it come to fruition and, and find a great coffee company to, to partner up with and get that out there. So, why for for you? Why was that important? Why is it that? I mean, it's it's. I don't want to call it a trend, but there are several artists out there that do have, you know, whether it's their own beverage or beer, or, or in some cases, coffee. What was it that struck? you about the coffee uh you know we just like to put our personality into everything we do and you know we have we have our own hot sauce we we had our own beer before as well and uh uh we we talked about coffee for a long time we we love coffee um and uh you know when you get the lack of sleep out here coffee's like we call it life juice so um you know we thought what's a better way to get some free coffee for ourselves than to put our own out there <laughs> awesome i can't wait i can't wait to try it i'm gonna have to pick some up when you come to town man absolutely yeah we were sitting on the name for a couple of years uh, uh 
Cupa Java. So, uh, you know, we, we, we were excited about it, for sure. Beautiful. Brandon from uh, Crowbot joins us. They're going to be in town here coming up in just a few weeks here on the 16th at the Shredder. You can grab your tickets now. We're very excited to get you guys back into town. You were just uh, doing some Super Bowl stuff, man. What was it like to be hooked up in that world and play in that particular part of the country? Yeah, we love Austin. Uh, we have a lot of friends in Austin, and we always have a good time when we roll through there. Um, I am a diehard, lifelong Kansas City Chiefs fan. So, to me, it was extra special this year. Um, so, you know, we, we decided to, to play a little show in Austin and, and have fun with our friends. And uh, I, I apologize to anybody who tried to talk to me during the game. because. <laughs> <laughs> It was a hard task. My eyes were glued. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, yeah, man. Yeah. It's got to feel pretty good, right? Thanks. Yeah, it it, it really does. You know, I, I've like I said, I've been a fan my whole life, and it, it didn't matter uh, what the record was. I always uh, stayed tried and true to, to my team. So to to have them win it this year is just absolutely unbelievable. It's a it's a feeling I've never felt before to watch my team during the Super Bowl. I don't think I have any nails left on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I get that. And, you know, man, uh, Low Life is, uh, by the way, just is killing it here. Uh, we love that song for the first time we heard it, Mother Brain. Awesome. Uh, what's it like to have, have that out and to have the reception of people finally uh, coming on board, more uh, people playing Crobot than before? You know, we just absolutely love the support over the years. And, and uh, you know, so many stations like yourselves have been such uh, avid supporters of us for a long time. And, and uh, you know, just to put something out, uh, like low life, we we really had good feelings about it and and thought that it uh, you know would would do well. But you never know. There's that level of anxiety before you put out an album to to what the reception's going to be. But um, you know, thankfully the reception's been really well thus far. Three uh, three albums deep now, and uh, this time around you got to work with Mr. Lowry. Was there a difference in the way you made things? Could you tell that that working with him made a difference in Mother Brain than maybe the other first two records? Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, we love Machine, we love the records that we did with Machine, and, and uh, we consider him a close friend, but uh, we wanted to, to do things a little differently this time around, and, and working with uh, Corey, you know, uh, he's just somebody that we look up to and respect as, a, as an artist and a musician, so to work with somebody like that was just uh, a really brought out the best of us, and we think we, we captured the best record that we could have at, at that point in time, and his work ethic is, is bar none. That guy really uh, drove us to be the best that we can be. You mentioned it a little bit earlier on in the interview. One of the things I love about Crowbot is the personality of the band, and it comes out in everything you do, including the videos where uh, I believe, maybe I'm wrong, is that a cameo from your little kid? Did they, were they able to it, make it in there? It is, it is. <laughs> I, you know, we figured... How could we portray me to be the biggest low life on the planet than to steal a lollipop from my own daughter? <laughs> <laughs> and how is fatherhood, man? Is it great? Oh, it's absolutely amazing. Um, the best job I've ever signed up for. Uh, she's my world, and uh, you know everything is just different now in, in such a better way. Well, I'll tell you what, Brandon, I know you're on the road. We appreciate you making time for us. Uh, I know Jay and I are going to be there on the 16th. We'd love to see you guys live, and we're not going to miss it for the world at the Shredder, so make sure you grab your tickets at xrock.com. We will see you here soon, and safe travels, my friend, all right? Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by Carrington College. Start realizing your full potential with Carrington College's diverse range of affordable, in-demand certificate and associate degree programs at the Boise campus. Hands-on training taught by experienced professionals in the field and externships that provide real-world experience that prepare you for that first day on the job. 
If you want to learn more, visit carrington.edu to get started. Big J, the world is changing, especially if you're looking to get some. There's so many online apples out there that it's just crazy, right? Yeah. So it's probably not surprising that while I can't imagine it's something that happens frequently, that maybe if you are somebody, like let's say Randy, who's on like what, seven different dating profiles? I have no idea. And maybe, just maybe, he runs across somebody that he recognizes and goes, hang on a second. Is that is that the significant other of a friend on a dating site? Well, weird. So if you see a friend's significant other on a dating app, that's incredibly awkward. What would you do, Big J? Uh, I'd be like, hey, well, first of all, I wouldn't be in that position because I have a significant other. Uh, but I'd be like, what are you doing? Busted! And then cause them mental duress as they see their life cascade before them. Now, here's one thing that you probably should remember. Uh, When somebody deletes their dating app without deactivating their account, their profile is technically still visible, so maybe they might have pulled it down despite not actually being on the market. Right. But you still would cause them mental duress as your first step. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Uh, You can have, really, you have two choices. You can inform your friend about what you saw, or you keep your mouth shut. Sounds like Big J would talk. Whichever route you choose, keep in mind that you might know exactly what's going on with your friend's relationship, so probably ask to, best to ask about it before dropping your bad news. Or mind your own business. That's the other choice, but you decided not to. I thought I'd mess with somebody, sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize to me, apologize to them. You're the one who got the info wrong. You may compromise your friendship in the process as well. So, somehow, some way, being the bearer of bad news sometimes gets you in trouble as well. So... I guess it's kind of up to you which route you want to take, but that would not be a fun situation to be in. Big J, the University of Wisconsin men's basketball coach, Eric Helland, has resigned from his duties. Why? University investigation determined that he used a racial epithet while speaking to a number of student-athletes. That's never good. The Badgers' uh, strength and conditioning, conditioning coach had been in administrative league all week as well. So, there you go. So long, man. Can't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, how does that happen? I don't. I really have no idea. It's not cool and not a good look by any stretch of the imagination. There were some trades yesterday. Andre Iguodala moved to the Heat. D'Angelo Russell moved to the Timberwolves. Andre Drummond to the Cavs. And Marcus Morris to the Clippers. Those are some of the big names that were moved around. But nothing like blockbustery for the trade deadline for the NBA. Does Paul Rudd being involved in Escape from Virtual Island make you happy? No. Oh, why not? You like Paul Rudd, don't you? Yeah. I don't know what Virtual Island is. Well, I mean, it's a it's a brand new series from a couple of people that put together uh, SNL. Uh, Olivia Wilde's going to be in it. Seth Meyers, Jane Krakowski as well. Oh. It's uh, apparently a wildly imaginative and brilliant series. And it's uh, something that they've kicked off in 2017 in collaboration with Broadway Video. And so they're starting to bring some original programming onto it as well. And they got some big names involved. So if you like... Some comedy adventure series. You may want to keep an eye out and an ear out for Escape from Virtual Island. There's some big comedy names involved. Everybody's got their own web series. Here's traffic. If you're a star. That's the catch. They're not handing around to people like you and me, Big J. Sorry. Well, you're a star. No. Yeah. yeah. Not not along the likes of uh, Paul Rudd and uh, Olivia Wilde or Seth Meyers, Big J. I'm sorry. Well, maybe. I don't have that kind of clout. Not Paul Rudd and Olivia Wilde, but... Maybe Seth Meyers. Yeah? Yeah. You think? Yeah. Thank you. On the morning after with Nick and Big J.
Yep, and we've got tickets to hand out here. Mystery Science Theater 3000, Nick. The uh, Cheesy Fun Circus Tour? Cheesy Movie Circus Tour. Cheesy Movie Circus Tour is going down at Morrison Center on Sunday. Uh, Nick will be in attendance. You could as well if you can beat him at Pop Culture Smackdown in this special Oscar edition. Oh, all right. 208, 287, Sunday. 1003. I will be missing them because I'll be at the show, but... You can join me if you want to miss the Oscars as well. If you can defeat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. Big J, are you ready? Yeah. Then to the phones we go. Good morning, the X. Oh, that ain't going to work at all. Hello, the X. Good morning to you. Morning. Hey, what's your name, man? Jordan. All right, good luck to you, sir. With this year's nomination, Anthony Hopkins has five nominations with one win. That one win for his role as a serial killer in what movie? Silence of the Lambs. Right, it's correct. Uh, let's see here. Nick, Tom Hanks has been nominated six times for an Oscar, winning two. But what was his first nomination for, Nick? What movie? Oh, I, I want to say Big. That's correct. Right. Good job, dude. Uh, with this year's nomination, Leonardo DiCaprio has six. But so far, he's only had uh, one win that came for what movie? The Rent Event, Wolf of Wall Street, or The Aviator? What? He didn't say it right. Mm. Say it however I want. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street? No, it's not correct. Sorry, man. Thank you for playing. Good morning, the X. Hi, yes. My name's Corey. All right, Corey. Good luck. Corey, with this year's nomination, Leonardo DiCaprio has had six nominations, but so far only has one win for what movie? Is it The Rent Event? Wolf uh, of the, Revenant? the Revenant, the Revenant, Wolf go. of Wall Street, or The Aviator? Uh, the Revenant. That's, right. that's correct. Nick, within five. Oh, no. How many nominations has composer John Williams had for an Oscar? Okay, within five. All right, I'm going to say uh, uh, 12. No, not even uh, close. Uh, Wrong. I'll say 15. Nope. Try 38. 38 nominations? Oh. 38 oh nominations, <laughs> How many man. has he won? Only five. What a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Well, congratulations, man. You got yourself tickets to Mystery Science Theater 2000 live on Sunday, Corey. Uh, hang on one second. So we'll get you some information. Bo- bonus question for you, Nick. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix has four career noms. Uh, can you name the movies? Uh, all of the movies? Yeah. Mm, well, Joker is one. Yep. Uh, let me think. Um, the Master? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else has he been in? Uh, you Won't Get Far on Foot? No. No? No. Is that a made-up yeah. movie? No, it's an Amazon movie. I thought he got uh, The other for. movies were Walk the Line and Gladiator. I would have gotten Walk the Line. I don't think I would have gotten Gladiator, though. There you go. There's your pop culture smackdown. Oscars are Sunday, but headlines are next on the X-Rock. Headlines are as follows. How romantic? Not a good look or found you. How romantic? Valentine's Day is coming up. It's a week from today, Big J. Oh, my God. And the last thing you probably need to think about is your ex. Well, this just once, maybe you should, because Burger King is letting you trade those not-so-romantic memories for a delicious burger. Now, nice. Not here in the actual uh, Treasure Valley, but oh, select boo. Burger King locations. In uh, cities like New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Boston, we'll have Birds of Prey-themed breakup boxes. Oh, man. So if you bring a printed photo of your ex and stuff it inside one of the boxes, you'll receive a free Whopper. 
So your X becomes good for something, you see? Uh, because this is 2020, unless you've totally scrubbed the internet of all traces of your ex, you could probably find a photo and print it out in order to get the burger. So, if you really can't stomach finding out, if you're in New York City, you can also bring letters, stuffed animals, or a spe uh, specified piece of clothing to claim a burger. They're not messing around there either. So Man. You have a chance for some free food if you're on the road for Valentine's Day with Burger King. Not a good looker found you. Found you. Turns out squatting in a grocery store isn't the best plan. Police in Auburn, Washington say a man hiding out in the rafters of the Northwest Fresh Market had been stealing merchandise for weeks. He's finally been arrested. Last month, police released surveillance video from the store showing a man appearing from the rafters after hours to steal items like cigarettes. A tipster identified the man. Police caught up with him on Wednesday. And he was found to have $8,000 worth of goods from the store, including liquor, expensive wheels of cheese, Big J. Damn, man. That's what it would be about right there. If he, I was stuck in the rafters at Whole Foods, that's what I'd be doing. Stealing cheese? Yeah. He caused $13,000 worth of damage to the store, too, so now he's facing multiple charges of burglary and theft. So justice will be served. Let's see. What's the movie um, where they're stuck in a store? The movie where they're <laughs> stuck in a store. Oh, man. Frank Whaley's in it. Never. Oh, oh, career opportunities. Yeah, career They're opportunities. Stuck in Target. Jennifer Conley. Yep. Uh, yeah, well, I think one of them's only stuck in the store. Frank was actually the nighttime security guard. Things got bad. Wrap it up with not a good look. Posing as a police officer is a crime, Big J, just so you know. Yeah. And a man in St. Petersburg, Florida, used a red and blue flashing light and a loudspeaker to pull over another motorist on Monday night. Police later found him passed out behind the wheel of a car and arrested him. His name is William Hollow. He faces charges of impersonating a police officer, driving under the influence, and refusing to submit for DUI testing. So, it's not a good look to pretend you're a police officer and then get hammered and drive drunk. Hammered! Never a good no. idea. So, now he's in trouble for it. This is a good life lesson going into the weekend, just in case you were curious. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. We'll give you a chance to qualify for a little thing called the dating game on the way here in a few. Right now on 100.3, the X rocks. Four days down, four qualifiers so far. Let's get to number five, shall we? We want to give away these beautiful pair of 18 karat white gold earrings from Lee Reed, Idaho's Diamond Jeweler, worth about 1500 bucks, just in time for Valentine's Day. Going to do the drawing officially one week from today on Valentine's Day proper, but you got to get qualified if you want a shot. 208-287-1003. Big J will give you an event that happened on a particular date. You got to answer two out of three before or after questions correct in order to qualify. Big J, are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's go to the phones. Good morning, the X. Hey, how's it going? We're hanging in there, man. What's your name? Chris. All right, Chris, you're up. Good luck. The event on February 7th, 1974, Mel Brooks' amazing film Blazing Saddles is released in theaters. So everything will happen before or after that, okay? Okay. Did Mel Brooks release Spaceballs before or after 1974? After. That's correct. That after. was the easy one. Good yep. job, Chris. Did Mel Brooks release Young Frankenstein before or after this date in 1974? After. That's correct. It, it was actually released later in the year in 74, but uh, nice work. You were supposed to miss that one, I think. <laughs> Technically later on in the year, but good job, Chris. You're officially qualified for those earrings, dude. Well played. Thank you, guys. You know you're Mel Brooks. Hang on one second. We'll get you in that drawing and make sure you're all good to go, and that's how it's supposed to work. 
A whole other week of this happening next week here on The Morning After, so you have plenty more chances to get yourself in the running for those earrings. We're going to do some bad impressions. That's happening next on The X-Rock. After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Well, we got some tickets here for you. Blacktop Mojo coming to town. They're going to be here Wednesday at the Olympic venue. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, so we'll get you set up with those tickets. If you can figure out bad impressions here today. 208-287-1003 is the phone number. Big J has prepared three clues. They point to somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that particularly famous person is, look at you, man. You're going to go to a show. A show on Wednesday at the Olympic venue. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, the X. Good morning. How you doing, sir? What's your name? David. All right, David. Good luck. I briefly lived in Haley, Idaho before bolting back to L.A. Next. I created Punked on MTV and was Kelso on that 70s show. Um, gosh, what's his name? Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. There you go, man. Good job, David. Hang on one second. We'll get you those Blacktop Mojo tickets. Hook you up for Wednesday night. What was clue three? After Demi Moore and I split, I married Mila Kunis. And why Mila is Kunis. Ashton Kutcher in the news? It is Ashton's birthday. Happy birthday, Ashton Kutcher. What is he, 44? He is uh, 42. Hey, happy birthday, man. What is he up to? That's a great question. In that stupid ranch show? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> a show that the I am ass, The lame-ass uh, sitcom on the Netflix. Uh, you know what? Have you tried watching it? I have yeah, not. Yeah, I tried I tried watching the first episode, and I, I felt like I might I might as well just peel my skin back. Well, it's just not funny? It's, no, it's just not my style. I mean, I get some people might find it funny, but I mean, it's just so laugh-tracky and, you know, goofy. I just can't do that anymore. You don't like Sam Elliott either, so there's that. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a pansy. So <laughs> you want to avoid the ranch, according to Big J, but still wish the star of it a happy birthday. It's a fine line you walk, my friend. No, it's not. It's a fine line. Uh, it's my line. I'm not sure that Ashton would be very appreciative of what you had to say about the ranch, but certainly appreciative of your happy birthday wishes. Morning yeah. after with Nick and Big J. We are going to wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. <laughs> That's the Bad Wolves. It's killing me slowly. Wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J here on this Friday morning. Thanks for tuning in with us. Thanks to Brandon from Crowbot for swinging by this morning and spending some time on the show. They're going to be here next Sunday at the Shredder. Make sure you go check out that band in concert. You will not be sorry. Of course, uh, thanks as well to Big J for giving us a life lesson about perspective this morning. That was good. And thanks to you guys for calling in and winning prizes like uh, getting qualified for uh, the Valentine's Day Diamond Earrings from the Reed, the last pair of Mystery Science Theater. 2000 live tickets for this Sunday at the Morrison Center and of course the Blacktop Mojo show happening at Olympic Venue on Wednesday. It was a good thing. Reminder, Big J going to be out and about tonight with 100.3 The X and Cinemark Majestic Theaters in Meridian going to be there to kick off the premiere of the release of Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Uh, They're going to have movie showings going on all evening long. We're going to be out there from 5 to 7. You can stop by, say hello to Big J. Check out the showtimes online at cinemarkmajestic.com. Check out the new luxury loungers out there and then once you're finished with the movie tonight, check out the podcast, which is up now at xrock.com. We ended up seeing Birds of Prey as well. It's going to do it for the show, Big J. That leaves you with the floor, sir. Yeah, uh, I was just going to say, check out uh, xrock.com. That uh, podcast is up now if you want to check it out. And we always leave an opt-out section for for you because we do a regular review and then we we get into the spoilers but uh we enjoyed the movie man yeah i was really surprised it was it was a good movie it's fun it's vulgar it's definitely rated r 
Uh, but it's a sweet, awesome girl power movie. And if you liked Harley Quinn in any way, shape, or form in Suicide Squad, I think you're going to enjoy her much more in this expanded version of who she is and how she got to who she is. Agree or disagree, Big Yeah, yeah. If you're of that opinion that that was the only good thing about that movie, you'll love it. And, uh, you know, even if you don't know much about Birds of Prey, which Jay or I did not going into the film, you'll get a good explanation about everything and enjoy this kind of origin story of that particular group of crime fighters, if you will. So check out the podcast, xrock.com. Check out the movie and Big J tonight at Cinemark Majestic Theaters on Overland. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will see you on Monday. Jason Drew's up next. It's the X-Rock.